0: Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Now, we hope you enjoy this message. Okay, I am going to start the day with a story. Is that okay with you guys? Story time, story time. Um, So, I have a friend of mine that... um, well, sometime back, she was, still is actually, a worship leader and, and was really starting to expand in her, in her giftings and her calling and her ministry. So, you know, when you first get up here, guys, and you first start leading worship, the thing that you're comfortable with is your instrument or your voice, right? That's what you're most comfortable with. But then you start moving into, you know, I think I can say a prayer. Can I think I can do that. I, I think I'm not too nervous to do that. Or or they start moving. A lot of times your worship leaders start moving into, like I said, things of prayer, times of prophecy, times of really getting the congregation just quiet before the Lord, times of really entering into, um, you know, raising our hands and really entering into more demonstrative type of worship. And, and a lot of times they do that by prayers and, 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 and in verbal direction and encouragement. And so this particular individual was starting to really feel more freedom to move in those areas and to really speak blessing over the congregation and to pray over the congregation and to do those types of things and was even starting to consider you know should i possibly is god is is god prompting me to maybe pursue my pastoral license unfortunately at the time she had a pastor at her church that was. This is what we're going to talk about today. That was gatekeeping her, and and here's here's what I mean by gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. I'm going to give you the definition. It's in your it's in your outline. So you guys get your pens. Here we go. Gatekeeper definition: the activity of controlling and usually limiting general access to something. In this particular case, it's gifts and calling. And so what this other pastor was speaking over this woman was was. If she kind of had a ministry moment in between a couple of songs and she wanted to pray over the congregation or she wanted to speak a blessing over the congregation or whatever it might be, um, she was told by this pastor, uh, you're talking too much. You need to leave that to the pastors. Um, you know what? You just stick with singing. You, you leave the rest to us pastors. You just stick to your singing. And, and so as she continued to say these things to this individual, she started really questioning, well, I really felt like I was starting to move in things that God was calling me to, and this person is a pastor and is really telling me that that's, you know, stay in my lane, basically. You just sing. You just sing, sweetheart. Think about that. Ugh, so poopy. Um, And so really started to question, if I'm misunderstanding this, maybe maybe I'm not really called to pursue my pastoral license. That friend of mine was gatekeeped. She was pressed down, by somebody else, and told to stay in a lane, but she felt like God was saying something else. I want you to hear this. She felt like God was speaking to her something else, but she had, she had this, this calling and these, and these uh, stirrings in her spirit, and she had another individual just squash that down. That's what we're talking about today. That's what I'm talking about when I say, when I say gatekeeping. It is, um, we've experienced it. God. We've probably all experienced it. We've probably all done it. Our tongues can be a sword. You know that? Our tongues can be really dangerous little things. Scripture says there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Let me read to you Proverbs 18.21. It says, this is out of the New Living Translation version. And it says, the tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, I love to talk. That sounds scary. I'm going to reap consequences. But what I explain... Why are you laughing? But <laughs> what I explained to my kids growing up was consequences are really just, just the... the um, ugh. What? I can't talk today. I don't know what. Thank you. Who said it? Results. Yes. Thank you. Of your, of a, of a, of a behavior or a decision. So it can be a positive or a negative, right? It can be a positive or negative. I like the way that the message says it. It says words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. I love that. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. I love how clear it makes that. And it, poison or fruit. So it is deadly or it's sweet, right? It's deadly or it's sweet. And I love how it says, you choose. You choose. Because every time we open our mouth, we have the choice of what's about to come out of it. Have you guys, I've had moments where I've literally had to, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) With Joe, I just let it float. No, I'm just kidding. But especially when my kids were like, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, mm, 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 mm. choose your words wisely. Choose your words wisely. You know what? Let me just throw that out there. Parents, friends, children to your parents, what are you speaking in your homes? What are you speaking at your dinner tables? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death? Because I'm going to tell you right now, whatever you're speaking over your 15-year-old, he's going to be contemplating it when he's 50. Here. He's going to be contemplating it when it's 50. And it's either going to be, I went to a beautiful memorial uh, recently and and the daughter of the deceased was speaking and she said, I'm going to tell you nine things I learned from my dad. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful beautiful, and here she is, and we're in our age, Rangers, right, and all she can speak is all of these things that her father had spoken over her, and had taught her, and had, it was beautiful, what, what your kids hear at 15, they will contemplate at 50, I, I, need you to hear that, I need you to hear that, children, what you say to your parents, I hate you, okay, can I tell you the first time my daughter did that to me, I laughed, hysterically, because it's so, it's so, you know, like, every teenager does it, and we're literally standing in the entryway, and she's getting ready to go up into her bedroom, I don't know what the argument was, but, but whatever happened, she, she turned, and she looked at me, and she goes, oh, she didn't say I hate you, she didn't say that, because I probably have popped her, but she did say, she goes, you're ruining my life, and I went, ah! <laughs> teenager says that I can't believe you were just a typical teenager and you just said that and she's just looking at me like I'm insane and I'm dying laughing so you're ruining my life but you know what some of those words that my kids have said to me in the heat of their teenage stupidness I still hear I still hear they're in their 20s one's creeping up on 30 and every now and then we still have conversations where we circle around hey let's talk through that one day if I need to apologize for if that was if that was legitimately how you felt, I know it was 15 years ago, I'm sorry. And then they go, I didn't. I was just being, you know, whatever. Just being hormonal, whatever it might be. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. This is also in your notes. Gatekeeping comes from very specific things. Gatekeeping is usually rooted in something. It comes out of insecurity. It comes out of jealousy, it comes out of a need for power, it comes out of a need to control, or sometimes, particularly in the cases of abuse, it comes out of just plain cruelty. Cruelty. Just plain cruelty. So examples of gatekeepers are people that we are defining as friends, but I'm not going to call really friends. You guys have heard me, I'm, I assume you have heard me at this point, talk about my circles, I have circles. I have my inner circle, and then I have people who are way out here. Most people kind of start in the middle of my circle, and then I do what I call um, share, check, share. And so I share something with somebody, and then I wait, and I check. What's going to happen with that? Is that going to come back, and they're going to be like, well, I know that you did, or you said, or am I going to hear about it from somebody else because they're out there talking about my stuff? It's going to define what's going to happen as you... Progress inward or outward from my inner circle. But I'm going to tell you right now, people who are gatekeepers and what I'm talking about is not, I don't want yes friends. I'm not talking about people who say, Kathleen, let's talk about that. Have you considered this? Have you thought about, have you thought about, you know, this outcome? Have you, you know, let's talk it through. I'm not, or Kathleen, no, dude, I think you're missing the mark. Seriously, I really, really think you are. Can we pray about it together for the next three days before you make a decision on this? Okay, I'm not talking about, I love that. I'm talking about people who I know this is in my gifting, it's in my wheelhouse, it's part of my calling, it's, it's me responding to who God created me to be and the things that I'm supposed to be doing in my life and somebody goes, you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, I remember... Um, when Joe and I were in our mid-20s and we went to our senior pastor and said, we really think that God is calling us to full-time ministry. Like, I don't know exactly what that looks like, like an evangelist, a pastor, I don't know, but we really feel like God is calling us to full-time ministry. And he was like, yeah, that's awesome, it's great. Let's get you guys up on stage, let's celebrate you, let's pray blessing over you, I'm gonna get you connected with people in our denomination and let's do all these things. Great. My mother and my sister came to that uh, to, to be a part of witnessing, you know, the blessing, whatever, the prayer. And... Um, and in the middle of that uh, prayer, one of the pastors that was there had a word for us and said, I just want you to know that there is going to be somebody in your life who's going to say to you, Kathleen, you can't do that. You can't do that. And, and that is not of the Lord. God is speaking to it right now because I'm telling you it's going to happen, but that is not of the Lord. Stay connected with what God is saying to you and don't get distracted by that. And I went and sat down and my mother leaned over and she goes, I know exactly who that is. Do you know who it is? And I said, I do. And she goes, are you thinking? I said, yep. And she goes, okay, I just want you to know that's where that's going to come from. And I knew it. That was gatekeeping. That was gatekeeping. Can you imagine? Because that person was a pretty influential person in my life. Uh, Can you imagine if I had let that person's words that did come stop me? How completely different my life would be now. Completely different. And yours too. I like that. Completely different. So friends who maybe really aren't friends, "Mm, push them out. Just a lot of people out here I'll hang out with you but I ain't telling you all this you get this so um, other ones would be like employers or immediate supervisors that want to kind of keep you in the can they want to keep you down a little bit because they don't want you taking their job they don't <laughs> they don't want you to look that good so or they're taking credit for your project okay okay pastors Yes, pastors can be gatekeepers. I have experienced this personally to pretty intense levels sometimes. And so I'm gonna say to you, number one, because it turns into church hurts, right? So I wanna say to you, number one, pastors are human, and we are sometimes really dorks. And we make mistakes, and we say things, and we, and, and we don't think it through, and, and we make decisions that you're not going to necessarily agree with, and I'm, I am sorry. We are not, but we are human. But I am going to say this to you. If you are within the realm of authority of a pastor who is gatekeeping you, and it, happened once, it, happened, it happens once, it happens all the time. They're always... Controlling. They are always um, taking life out of what you are doing. Um, Bye. Bye. Because you're not speaking into my life. I'm not going to allow somebody to speak negativity into my life. I'm not going to allow somebody to to tamper with the things that God has called me to do and the things that God is speaking to me regarding my family and my ministry and my personal life. I I will listen to people who disagree with me 100%. I appreciate them. But somebody who is pushing me down is gatekeeping me? Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And last form of gatekeepers would be abusers, and those can come in in many different forms. So I'm going to ask you this. I want you to think about it. This may be one individual. This may be 10 individuals. I have lots of individuals that I, could, that I could name on this question. And that is, listen, I want you to hear it. Who told you you can't do something? Who said to you you can't do that? Who said to you you don't have that gifting? Who said to you stay in your lane? If I have somebody tell me again to stay in my lane, I'm going to knock somebody to the floor. I No, no. I turn on a blinker and I get in the other lane when God says go, right? You see what I'm saying? If God's telling me this is your exit ramp, get in the other lane, I'm turning on a blinker and I'm going. Don't you tell me to stay in my lane. If I stayed in my lane, I wouldn't do half the stuff I do right now. But God said do it. God said do it, period, period, end of story. So who told you? And so Listen, when it's someone else, we've got to figure it out. And you have to decide, you have to decide how much credence you're going to give that individual to speak into your life. How much authority are you going to give that individual to speak into your life? Or are you just going to go, we're not having that conversation. I appreciate that. We're not having that conversation because I'm not comfortable with the way these conversations go. I don't think they're productive at all. And I'm I'm not going to do it. Shocking. People aren't bold enough to speak up for themselves like that. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold to walk in the things that God is calling you to do. Be bold to walk in your giftings. Be go- be bold. Bo- be bold to walk in in the, the the leading of the Holy Spirit. Be bold. Be bold. Sometimes we we wrap. I've seen it done. I've seen it done. We wrap a gatekeep in a package called discernment. I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you this. Oh, that's, oh, you better know that God said that. You better know that you don't say, I feel like maybe the Lord said, I was talking to somebody after first service a very wise woman who, who I trust implicitly in this church, and she said early on in her faith, she did that. She said to somebody, I feel like the Lord, and she said she immediately heard God say, don't you take my name in vain. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one, right? It happens sometimes in church circles, y'all. It happens. Um, so that's if it's a, another individual. What about if your worst gatekeeper and... Hello, I think this applies to almost all of us, unless you are completely narcissistic. I shouldn't say that because maybe it doesn't happen to you and I don't mean you're a narcissist. Okay, so let me take that, (laughs) dial that back. But I think this happens to most, most of us and that is your worst gatekeeper is yourself. Your worst gatekeeper is yourself. I can't, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I might, that feels uncomfortable. Or I might fail, and then I'm going to look like an idiot. Or I could be rejected. Or what if? Or what? If, what if? What if? What if? I know that Joe, for years and years and years of our of our life, worked in outside sales, and so he was always on the road. He was always driving around, and um, and every now and then he would come home, and he would say, "I was in this parking lot today, and God told me to go pray with some person that was sitting in the corner, or on a payphone. So we had payphones." For those of you who are younger than 30, they are these phones that you can put quarters in and you can make a phone call. Um, the pager, oh, the pager, oh, I'm to have a pay phone. Dating ourselves so bad. So, um, so they're cool, Joe. But he would tell me that and he would go over and he would pray with those people. I would be really uncomfortable. And I would full-on gatekeep myself. Oh, that probably wasn't the Lord. Jesus, if that was you, tell me that 20 more times before I walk over there and give me the exact words to say and let it be a Holy Spirit moment. And mm, I don't no, because I'm afraid of the rejection, because I'm afraid of the failure, because I'm afraid that if I said to this person, I think God wanted me to come over here and pray for you, that they would go, sister, you're out of your mind. Keep walking, Right? I'm afraid of that, so I would gate, I'm telling you right now, I would fight my own gatekeep experience in that moment, I would fight, is that fair, is that fair, I would fight it in that moment 100%, and by the way, me saying, Jesus, tell me like 20 more times before we'll go there, like, confirm, 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 I believe without a doubt that us learning how to parent our children is also us learning how God parents us. Because if I told my kids to do something multiple times and they still weren't doing it, I would be like, dude, pull it together. You heard me clearly. Go do what I ask you to do. Seriously, why are you asking me again the same question? Why have you not done it already? I was clear. Go do what you were told to do. Don't make me tell you. Twice. Don't make me tell you. Don't make me tell you. I think God does that with us. He may not say dude, but he might. Dude, I already told you. I already told you. You know this. Go do what I told you to do. And the outcome's totally up to him. And that person might say to me, walk on, sister. But you know what? They know darn good and well if they needed prayer or not. And God can remind them later, I sent somebody to you. And that's enough for them to know God sent sent somebody to me. So I might feel the rejection, but they might feel the love. Do you hear that? You never know what God is going to do. You never know what God is going to do with it. Okay. I want to read you guys a scripture. Ephesians 1.11 says this in the New Living Translation. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God for he what? He chose us in advance He chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. In the message, um, uh, paraphrase, it says that he had designs on us. Hear this, hear this. Before the foundations of the earth were created, God knew your name. God knew my name God knew the day I was going to come into this on this earth and the day that I was going to leave it and he knew every day in between before the foundations of the earth he had it done in advance he had designs on us now why in the world am I going to hear from the Lord and then let somebody go you can't why am I going to listen to that voice? Before the foundations of the earth, God knew what he had for me. That's the voice I'm listening to, y'all. That's the voice that I want to hear. That's the voice that I want to follow. That's the one that I want to say, yes, sir. Let's do it. Yes, sir. But we don't. Because these people, are not, because of our own personal fears and our own personal doubts and our own personal insecurities, and the authority that we have given others to speak into our lives. No, 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 no. Hear that, y'all? He chose us in advance. Nobody else's opinion, correction, leading matters. If you know this is who I am, these are my giftings, these are my callings, this is who God's made me to be, I know I'm walking in his will when I'm doing that, nobody else Matters. Nobody else matters. Yes. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like when um, when Jesus started sending out his disciples to to go and teach. He sent them out two by two. And do you remember what he said to them? He said, "If nobody will listen to you, if somebody won't give you their ear, do you remember what he said? Shake the dust off your feet." I did my hands, but shake the dust off your feet, which basically means I'm out, done. If somebody is gatekeeping me, if somebody is trying to control me out of their own, control my behaviors, control my words, control my decisions, out of their own personal insecurities and fears and doubts and maybe just bleh, I'm out, done. I'm gonna shake the dust off. wipe my hands clean of it, I'm out. For some of you, it's time to shake off some dust. Y'all even need to get some baby wipes. (laughs) (laughs) Clean your feet. (laughs) You like that one, Joe? (laughs) Sometimes we have very interesting conversations in the car of, where did that come from? (laughs) I'm I'm just totally out of the blue. But look, whether it is somebody else that is gatekeeping me, whether it is myself, listen, listen. Sometimes it's something that somebody else has said, stay in your lane. Let the, let the managers in the office take care of this. Let the pastors take care of that. You just do, you just do your thing. Sometimes if it's me, I, I don't know about you, but I, my, the words just go in my head. Like Joe and I've had some things going on in the past few months and there's just been a lot of like just things spinning in my head. And I, and I was finding myself, I didn't sleep through the night. For a few months I hadn't slept through the night. And it was just a couple weeks ago and God's been hammering me with this one, er, 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 hammering me with this one for like two or three weeks. And he said to me very clearly one day, "Kathleen, what are you thinking about?" And I was like, "All of this. All of this stuff I'm thinking about all of this stuff." And he goes, "Stop." And he takes me back to Philippians 4:8, which he does to me on a fairly regular basis, but the last three weeks, I'm telling you, I, I could, it's constant. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Guess who that night slept through the night? Because it stopped just spinning. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm thinking on these things. Okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. And he was like, what is true in your life, Kathleen? What is excellent in your life, Kathleen? And I'm just naming stuff, man. Heard that count your blessings, count them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. You remember that song? Scripture, whatever, the song. I, I hear it as a kid's song because I played it for my kids a lot when they were little. Count them. Let me, let me remind you of this. God is the giver of all good things, and he is not limited. So it's not like he says, I only have so many of these gifts to give away, and you don't fit in this box, so you don't get it. God's gifting is unlimited. Nobody has to push you down for them to rise up because God's giftings are unlimited. You don't need to be pushed down. You need to be lifted up. You need to be encouraged. You need somebody to say, go, do it. Let's go, let's go. God can't, God is not in heaven going, oh man, I meant to give that gift to that one. I don't have any left. He is unlimited. Unlimited. And listen, when I say unlimited, for all of us. Listen to this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Say all people. All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your, men, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Did I just talk about gender and age? 100%. Doesn't matter if you're male. Doesn't matter if you're female. Doesn't matter if you're a kid. I have sat across a table from 15-year-olds that showered me with wisdom I was blown away with. Doesn't matter if you're young, doesn't matter if you're old, and then it says this, and then it says this, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every single one of us, God's giftings are unlimited, unlimited, so if somebody tells you you can't, you go, you don't know my God, you don't know my God, period, period, because he's unlimited. And I will not, I will not be limited by myself or by others. Here's what he wants from you. He wants you to ask. He wants you to ask. Listen, Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. He wants you to ask why. Because he gave you free will. He gave you free will. You have free will when you decide to believe in him. You have free will when you decide to be a Christ follower. Different things, y'all. I believed in Jesus all my life. I didn't become a Christ follower until I was in my 20s, making the decision I'm going to follow him and his will and his ways. I'm going to read his Bible and discover who he is. And I'm going to try to follow my leader. That's a Christ follower. Very different than a believer. Very different than a believer. He gives you the opportunity to ask. He gives you the opportunity to choose. And so when it comes to living your life according to God's plans, it's your choice. It's your choice. Ephesians 3, 14b through 21. It's a long one, but listen. It's so good. I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited, do you see it? Unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will go Grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is His love. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete. Do you see that? Then, then. So it requires of you, and then, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God. Who's the glory go to? All glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think, infinitely more. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Come on! That is good. That is good. Some of y'all needed to hear that today. Infinitely more. Infinite. What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? That's the voice you listen to. Yes, you bring around wise counsel. Scripture talks about that. Absolutely you bring around wise counsel. But the bottom line is, you go to your you go to your creator you go to your creator you trust the voice of your creator you trust the inklings the stirrings the leadings of your creator of those moments where you've been asking you've been asking in prayer for god to give you an answer and you didn't get it this is me and i'm scrubbing my toilet boom there's the answer it wasn't necessarily a voice or or That I heard, but it was a knowing. I know, I call it getting the know. I know something right now I didn't know 2.3 seconds ago, and I know it to my core. That is Holy Spirit speaking. Amen. Holy Spirit speaking.